It is exactly 7.45, and that means it's time for a wine chat with our friend Jack Farrell from Haskell's. Good morning, Jack. Hello, Denny. How are things this morning? They're a little damp outside, <laughs> just a little wet. Well, maybe it'll brighten up balance of the day. We've got that busy Final Four and the Ferris wheel on the mall. Oh, it's, it's exciting it's, downtown. It really is. It's been uh, walking around yesterday uh, here. was uh, It was kind of fun. I mean, a lot of folks, a lot of families out and about, too. You know? Oh, indeed. Yeah. Indeed. And, and uh, like I said, there's so many things for people to do. Uh, with this thing in town, absolutely, it's amazing to me. The uh, I think the Ferris wheel's that tenth in the mall, and they have all sorts of wonderful things, activities up and down the mall. It's fun to come downtown. It really is. I it's, think. it's not far from Haskell's, as a matter and, of fact. Well, yeah. the, our wine bar is right in the middle of right it. Right there, that's right. Very handy. So, very handy. You know what I thought we'd talk about today? Hmm. Speaking of entertaining and things. Uh, I had a couple of calls this week for, I'm going to have a party with something quick I can serve. And I had two things that I, I use as stables when I'm having people in to watch baseball, football, basketball, whatever, or uh, even experience a movie. One is uh, smoky, uh, those little smoky sausages, and the sauce is so simple. It's half yellow mustard and half apricot preserves. And you take those apricot preserves and mustard and put them in a saucepan and dump the little smoky package of smokies in there, cook them on top of the stove of a medium heat for about 10 minutes, serve them with toothpicks. They're terrific. And the other one is hot brie. And that you get a wheel of brie and you, there are, you put it in a baking dish and you cover it with we used to use Kahlua, but now there's a liqueur out called Louisa's. And Louisa is coffee and pecan, where Kahlua is only coffee. And that pecan flavor really seems to go so well with the brie. So you take a, a half a cup of that Louisa coffee pecan liqueur and a half a cup of brown sugar, mix them well together, pour it over uh, a wheel of brie, whichever size brie you get, and bake it in the oven at 350 for 15 degrees and serve it with a little French bread. And boy, those are two wonderful hors d'oeuvres and easy to do. And everybody will be clamoring for the recipe. And, and incidentally, all these recipes are available if you go to Haskell's website. Uh, so if you didn't get an opportunity to mark them down or anything, you can pick them up there very easily. I, the most important thing, I think, is when we talk about having people in is the wine. And, uh, you know, a lot of people just like to have beer, and I think beer is kind of fun. You put out a bunch of different selections in the tub with, that are well iced, and uh, people can pick and choose whatever they want. Uh, wines you want, I think, kind of comfort wines. Uh, a wine that comes to mind to me today is Merlot. Boy, you talk about a bad PR experience. Merlot, I don't think, has ever fully recovered from that uh, movie. I can't remember the name of the movie, but anyhow. Uh, but, you know, you should say, I don't like Merlot. I guarantee you, if I poured you a glass of aged Petrus, which is one of the finest and most expensive wines in the world, you'd say, this is delicious. And then I'd say, it's all Merlot. You'd say, can't be. It just simply can't be. Well, it can. 
And Merlot is one of those comfort wines. Fog Mountain or Napa Cellars, they're very inexpensive. And a good wine to have for a party like that, especially if it's damp and chilly. Merlot is like a bear. It kind of reaches out and hugs you. It's soft. It's comforting. It's easy. You can also get a lot of Merlot from Bordeaux when you get anything from the West Bank. In other words, if you get something from Saint-Amien or Pomerol, uh, those are all Merlots and generally pretty good. Ferrari Carano makes an excellent one that is, will not break the bank, and it, it's good to have. But it, when you're pairing up for a party like that, uh, you want light wines with light foods, and you want not expensive wines when you're doing a big party like that. The focus is the game or the movie or whatever uh, you're watching on TV, uh, and so you don't want to concentrate on saying, oh, this is the best, what you call it, wine I've ever had or anything. You want everything to be easy and comfortable. And I think when you do that, you're going to have a much, much better experience than if you fuss and fuss and fuss. Food and wine are so easy to go together. Light wine, you want light foods. Uh, follow the main spice in you're cooking. If you're cooking something and it has, uh, you're going to have uh, curry or something, that's the main spice. Curry is, of course, a mixture, but uh, you want to follow that. If it's, the main spice is going to be garlic or pepper, etc., you do that. And how the food is prepared is more important than what the food is. I mean, if you're going to have a roast chicken, uh, you're going to have a different wine than that than you're going to have with southern fried chicken. And uh, more importantly, if you were having Italian meatballs or Swedish meatballs, <laughs> you want a different wine with those meatballs. Sparkling wine for a party is really undervalued, I think, particularly things like Prosecco. We talked about Proseccos a couple of weeks ago, and they go so well, those sparkling wines, in my opinion, with uh, anything that's salty. And, you know, if you're going to have people in for a game, you're going to have some salty food, chips and things like that. So sparkling wine can go very well with things like that. As I said, if you're having heavy wines, you should have heavy food with it. If you're going to have chili or stew, you're going to need a more robust wine. Again, Merlot is a good go-to wine with that. But don't forget Zinfandel. Zinfandel is a very, very good wine and I think goes particularly well with chili. If you're having something kind of citrusy, think about a Sauvignon Blanc, particularly from New Zealand or uh, South Africa. Those Sauvignon Blancs that come from there are much more acidic and much more citrusy flavored than, say, Sauvignon Blanc that you got from South America or California. That's not to say they're not as good, but they're just a little more citrusy. Uh, another thing to pair with is the sauce, as I just mentioned. Uh, citing the Swedish meatballs and Italian meatballs, the sauce is the key there. Uh, and if you aren't having any sauce, pair it with the meat. If you're having salmon, you pick one wine. If you're going to have a steak, it would be another. Lamb, still another, etc. Tough things to pair with are like chili. Well, beer always goes good with chili, and as I said, a good go-to wine is Zinfandel. Uh, Malbec wouldn't be bad either. We've talked about Malbec. In my opinion, nothing goes better with barbecue than a Malbec. I mean, 
the Argentinian Malbec is so different than the Malbec you get from France or anywhere else. And I think that would be an interesting topic someday to talk about. People say, you know, I hate Pinot Grigio. Well, maybe you do, but I guarantee you if I blind tasted you with some different Pinot Grigios, you might say, oh, this is pretty good. It's the same thing with I don't like Chardonnay. Well, maybe if you had a Chablis from France, you might like Chardonnay. It doesn't taste like any Chardonnay you ever had from any place else. It's totally different. So uh, that's fairly important, in my opinion. And like I say, that can be a topic of another time. But pair with the food, not vice versa. Don't try and put mixed food and pair it with the wine. You're much, much better off to do it the other way around. You know, there's certain natural things. I just said Chablis. Chablis and oysters is a marriage made in heaven. I can't imagine another wine in the world that would go better with oysters than a Chablis does. And Chablis has a flinty characteristic that it gets from the soil, because it's a very chalky soil in Chablis. And it goes so well with oysters, it's just a natural. You know, cava, we mentioned Prosecco, cava is sparkling wine from Spain. And that goes particularly well with salty dishes, too. And it creates a kind of exciting... A sparkling wine always adds a dash of sparkle, let's say, to the occasion. Why not? And uh, so cava is a good one because they're very inexpensive. And Prosecco, they're very inexpensive and very good. Champagne is, of course, the best, but it's expensive. And as I said a moment ago, Sauvignon Blanc goes so well with citrus things. And with citrus, that's, you know, if you flavor something with lemon, so it's scallops, shrimp, uh, uh, lemon, uh, sole, things like that, a Sauvignon Blanc would go well with them. So also would a Gultner Veltner from Austria. That's a very high acid white wine from Austria, and it's really quite good, and it's good with spicy dishes, and it's also particularly good with Pan-Asian cuisine. Uh, things like hot Thai food, Gunnar Veltner would go very well. So would Albarino from Spain. Albarino is Spain's uh, well-known white wine, and it's a little on the pricey side. It's not really, it's under $20. But I, I think it's always high for what it is. But it goes very well with those high spicy dishes. Uh, Chardonnay goes very well with creamy dishes. And if you're going to have a cream sauce, a rich, buttery Chardonnay would be just perfect to go with that. Uh, Riesling is an overlooked wine, and that is a terrific wine when you're entertaining because most people don't have it. They try it. This is so good for a change, etc. And today, Rieslings aren't those clawing leaf brow milks of years ago that were very sweet, like almost like lemonade. Today, a good Riesling, a good one to get is uh, Dr. Lucen. He's absolutely terrific uh, in the uh, direct Riesling he makes. You know, it's just simple, bare naked Riesling, and it's it's a good wine, and it's a good wine for a party because it goes with so many foods, even uh, strong foods like chili or a burger can be accompanied by a well chilled Riesling very nicely. And let's not forget rosé. Rosé's gotten so popular year-round. Uh, I had an aperitif last night. I had a glass of Tavel rosé. I used to only drink it in the summer and usually only with salad niçoise. I find today I like it for an aperitif before dinner. It's just delicious, and if we're having some kind of hors d'oeuvre, that 
Tavel or your favorite rosé probably go pretty well with it. And, you know, if you're having a cheese tray, everything goes with cheese for wines. Uh, that's just a given. Uh, cheese coats your palate. And as a matter of fact, in France, they say if you're uh, selling wine, serve cheese. If you're buying wine, serve apples. And the reason they say that is cheese, again, coats your mouth, and any wine tastes pretty good with it. However, if you put an apple in and chew an apple before you taste wine, that apple, the malolactic malolactic acid inside the apple, just causes your taste buds to stand to attention, and you become more critical. You know, another good wine that's overlooked is Viognier, the white wine from the Rhone Valley. It is just absolutely a terrific white wine. There's one called La Forge, best Viognier I've ever tasted and not too expensive. Viognier, uh, there's a vineyard in uh, France called Chateau Grier, and the Viognier from Chateau Grier, uh, that's what it's made from, is a very expensive and one of the smallest in the world. And you can get, in my opinion, this Laforge VNA for about $12 a bottle. It's just <laughs> that, as good. That's it? Wow. Yeah. Indeed. Well, well I, I think you get the idea. I do. And, and it's, we, 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 I think you should, you're right. Doing, doing a show about uh, what Malbec and, and the other uh, wines you mentioned, too, down the road, we should, we should do that as well. But there's a lot of exciting things happening at Haskell's these days. Oh, indeed. The basketball tournament's here, and there's all sorts of exciting things going on downtown. And as you know, at Haskell's on both Saturday and Sunday, we have free parking downtown. So come on down, and right now is the time to come into Haskell's because we're just in the second week today is of our annual spring sale, and what a big sale it is. It's absolutely incredible. We've scoured the world for wines, and we have them available for you at absolutely wonderful prices. There's a Haskell's near you where you can save big dollars on wine. Haskell's in Bloomington, Excelsior. There's a Haskell's in Fairbolt right off of 35. Our super seller up in Maple Grove is not to be missed. Downtown Minneapolis, as we talked about it. Uh, Minnetonka at Ridgedale, Plymouth. St. Paul's Highland Village, Stillwater, White Bear Lake, and Woodbury, too. If you can't come into Haskell's, go to Haskell's.com, where, incidentally, you can find the recipes for that brie um, made with Louisa and those uh, mini sausages with mustard and apricot jelly. Mmm, boy, does that sound good, even early this good. morning. Well, Jack, let's, let's talk one week from today. What do you say? You know, Denny, I'm going to look forward to that. Thanks very much. Jack Farrell from Haskell's.